Welcome to the Ozone. Hello and welcome to the Ozone. I'm your host, Jeff Hazard, Assistant Director of Athletics and Sports Information Director here at SUNY Oneonta. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming to the show senior baseball player, Mike Lozak. Welcome to the show, Mike. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Uh, not too bad. How are you? Good. Yeah, now uh, we were just talking a little bit before the show started uh, how exciting it is to uh, actually be out on the field and uh, start practicing because, of course, you know, just to let people know, you know, after 12 games last year, our rest of our season was canceled due to, uh, you know, the COVID uh, pandemic. Uh, so certainly that was a hardship for everyone. But now we're back and we're going to play a modified schedule, uh, but we're excited. And so why don't you tell me how that's going so far and, and how exciting it is to be back? Uh, it's, you know, the course of this past year, it's been, a uh, it's uncharted territory, you know, for the entire world and athlete athletes in particular. Um, you know, we haven't experienced anything like this ever where, you know, our seasons have been taken away from us due to things we couldn't control. Um, but the whole course of the year, it's been a very humbling experience just to get back to this point, uh, to have even somewhat resemblance of a season. Uh, it's a blessing to have it, and we have a brand-new baseball field that we can't wait to get out and play on. Um, we've been practicing for the past few weeks. Uh, the other day, we had our first full-team practice. Um, so just seeing everybody together and just seeing everybody back out on the field, um, it, it made me really happy just to see that we're out there all together again. Now, as a senior, uh, certainly, you know, this last year, you know, there's even more excitement because you'll get to finish as a red dragon on the field, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be hosting a tournament game and we'll, you know, in the SUNYAC championship, uh, you know, so how do you think the team is looking? I mean, as a senior leader, how do you think the team is looking? Uh, from a, from my standpoint, you know, I'm really happy with where we are right now. Uh, being uh, one of, I think, three or four senior pitchers on the team, uh, we have a lot of, four, we have a lot of new guys coming in, um, freshman pitchers, transfers, um, so it's, it's interesting to see what they have and, you know, to see how they'll affect the team. Um, but you know, my goal for this season is just to give back, um, to all of them, what the program gave to me. Right. And, um, so as being in that senior, senior leadership role, um, you know, how was it like for you to help kind of, you know, coach Grimm bring the team along? I mean, obviously in the fall, you didn't have a non-traditional season and, and at that point, we didn't even know if we were going to have a spring season because they canceled the fall season and they canceled the winter season. And, you know, the hopes were that we were going to, you know, the, the SUNY system and all, you know, the SUNYAC and the plan to be able to put together this one spring season to have for our student athletes. So uh, what kind of, how did you see your role in, in helping, you know, Coach Grimm? Uh, I'll give you a little bit of my experience. When I was a freshman, I didn't really have a senior that took me under their wing, so to speak. Um, I kind of just had to fend for myself. Um, but for me, in, in the aspect of, of helping Coach Grimm, um, you know, I've taken the freshmen under my wing. I, I gave them what I didn't have as a freshman, and I, I continue to give them that every day, whether it's, you know, texting them after practice to see, you know, if they need to work on anything, uh, how they felt about practice, talking to them at practice, you know, helping them with different pitches and just just helping them through everyday practice and they all come up to me asking me questions and you know it's nice it's nice to have them you know, trust me in that role 
Um, so is that a role? Yeah, I was just going to ask, like, is that a role that you kind of uh, cherish a little bit, being the senior guy and along with your other seniors, uh, you know, within the team? I mean, is that something that, well, again, like you said, as a freshman, I mean, did you think you'd see yourself in this kind of a position? Uh, from the looks of it, when I was a freshman, no, I didn't think I'd be in this position. Um, but now that I am, and I know the other seniors can speak to this too in their roles, you know, we each get split up into the outfield positions, infield catchers and pitchers. Um, when we split up into those groups, I mean, personally, you can really see the seniors, you know, taking the new guys and trying to help them, you know, get better so we can all, you know, contribute to the team. And it's, it's really nice to see that. So, uh, you know, along the lines of leadership, uh, certainly you hold a couple of important positions uh, within not only, you know, you're president of our SAC, but you're also, you were selected as the president of the SUNYAC SAC, which is a conference. Uh, and then, of course, you're doing another, you're on the Student Action Voices Committee within SUNY, which is even larger. Um, so why don't we start with uh, Oneonta first and what that means to be the president of our group? So when I first joined SAC, I had no idea what to expect. Um, I just wanted to give back in any way that I could. Um, and I wanted to see how it worked. Uh, I wanted to be a part of things. Um, and James Bethel was the president that year. Um, and he really explained things to me and I'm thankful for that. Um, and I really started learning things and I really wanted to be a part of it more. Um, so my junior year, I was elected as an alternate on the e-board. Um, so I kind of got, you know, a closer look at how the inner workings of things went. Um, and I had never really been the president of many things, uh, in my life. So, uh, when I was elected president, um, nobody ran against me, uh, because it was clear that, uh, everyone could see you know, that I wanted to give back and, and my standpoint with mental health, you know, really had a lot to contribute to the group uh, and being able to lead my fellow student athletes and being able to be a voice for them uh, on such a big stage. Um, it's really nice to see. And um, some of my freshmen found this out a few weeks ago that I'm the president of this. And, you know, one of their friends had a problem with the living situation for next year. Um, so they gave her my number and she reached out to me and she's like, can you help me? So, you know, just having people see me in that, in that light is really, really humbling. So now we take that one step further and now the conference, I mean, 10 schools and, you know, a little bit different kind of maybe priorities. Uh, so how does, how does that move to, you know what I mean? To that next level. So that's a little bit more of a responsibility, I would say being responsible you know, for the, the athletes of 10 different schools rather than just the one. But, um, you know, my role as the president there, it's, it's really gotten me to experience some amazing things. Um, getting to go to the NCAA convention last year before COVID hit, um, meeting all these amazing people from different schools, the networking that I have now, and planning, planning these retreats that we have twice a year. Uh, it's really taught me a lot about delegating my tasks because I can't do it all myself. Um, so it's nice to be able to rely on a group of people um, to help me get through things. And that's, that's really helped my leadership um, because I've always been a person to do it myself. Yeah. Um, and a lot of situations I can't do that, but 
when we have these retreats, everybody looks to me, you know, to see what we're doing, to see what what's next. And it's nice because people trust me and I can give back to them and I can, you know, do things and I can help them. Right now, uh, when you talk about trust, how are you able to build their trust? I mean, like you said, I mean, once a lot of times when you're a leader, once you lose people's trust, you pretty much are, are done. Um, but in your case, how were you able to, uh, you know, gain their trust? So for me, trust is a really big thing in my life, in any aspect of my life. Um, so I'm thinking of this. Trust is given where trust is earned. So if somebody earns my trust, I have theirs, that kind of thing. Um, but my my thought process on it, thought process on it is, as a leader, you have to be transparent with the people that you know you're leading. And you know me being transparent with everyone, I tell them you know exactly what's going on. I don't sugarcoat anything. I just tell them how it is, what it is, and what's going to happen. Um, and a lot of people seem to respect me for that. And you know that's why they look to me like that. And I'm very open about you know anything people ask me. And I never tell anybody no. I always listen to what people have to say. And, you know, having, because a lot of people don't have that in their lives, but, you know, them having me like that, I, I'm very happy to do that. Okay. And then, so, uh, this Student Action Voices Committee, which is kind of a voice for the entire SUNY system, uh, something that you were uh, nominated to be on, I believe, from, uh, was it Tom DiCamillo, our conference yeah. Uh, you know, commissioner, because uh, he saw that your leadership skills and, and how you uh, go about your way you do things, uh, organized and, and trying to, to do your best to be an advocate for students, uh, thought that you would be a great fit for this committee. So what kinds of things have you been doing within SUNY that are going to help other students? Um, so this group is made up of 28 students all across SUNY from all the different schools. Um, and it's 28 of the most diverse people that I've ever met personally. And it's probably one of the greatest experiences I've ever been through so far. Um, you know, we, we talk of, you know, different things ranging from mental health to um, racial equity and, and inclusion. And, you know, um, we've been doing a lot about food pantries recently, um, filling food pantries on different SUNY campuses that don't have that didn't have access to them or didn't have very sufficient ones. Um, we've created a whole new source of mental health resources. Um, and the, the chancellor is coming out with his racial equity and inclusion plan. Um, soon I've been on a few subcommittees to talk about that. Um, but it's really nice to see that such a diverse group goes so well together. And we just talk about everything and everybody's really supportive of each other um, and everybody offers feedback uh, and having Dr. John Graham lead those conversations who's the senior advisor to the chancellor and the uh, SUNY advisor for students um, you know he's he's for the students and you know he'll do anything for us um, so it's nice to have him in our corner as well right because that was a whole new uh, this group kind of came out of all this all of the unrest from last summer with you know uh, racial justice, social justice, and you know, and of course, diversity and inclusion has always been on the radar for everyone for at least, boy, I got to say, over a decade now, especially on our campus. 
Um, so that group really started this year and to be kind of on the ground floor to something that hopefully will continue and, and, and move, uh, you know, and, and be an advocate for students within SUNY uh, certainly is, is great. And we appreciate you uh, representing Oneana on that group. So thank you for that. Um, so uh, moving into uh, another topic, uh, certainly every year, uh, this is uh, Division Three week. Uh, which is where we get to, uh, the NCAA gets to celebrate being a Division III student-athlete. And uh, so before we start talking about maybe some of the things that we're going to be doing during that week, that's April 5th to the 11th, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, why you think being a Division III athlete is so awesome and why you chose to be a Division III student-athlete? Well, that's a heavy question. <laughs> um, for me, being a Division three athlete has really allowed me to focus both on my academics, which is very important to me, and my athletics. Um, and if I would have went to a Division one or a Division two school, I don't think I would have gotten there and been as successful as I am. Um, but being a Division three athlete is like nothing I ever dreamed. I never thought I'd play college baseball, um, but just the opportunities I've been given by the school and, and by my coach uh, and the athletic department as a whole, it's been, it's been a wholesome experience. Um, and I chose Oneonta. Oneonta was in, in the SUNYAC. So I did my research before I, you know, I wanted to come here. Um, they're in the SUNYAC. They play Cortland, Oswego. Um, you know, those are the, the power schools, so to speak. Um, so I wanted to get in here and I wanted to compete against them, uh, to try to take my, you know, athletic playing skill to the next level. Um, and academically, I knew this would challenge me. I've had some challenges over the years academically, but I persevered through and, uh, I'm hoping to graduate with over a three, six GPA. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so, um, why is it important, do you think, to celebrate it, you know, to have an entire week for Division Three student-athletes? A lot of the time, you know, people don't appreciate athletes. They think, you know, you shouldn't be going to college to play sports or, you know, they use the term you're just a jock and stuff like that. But, you know, there's always, you know, athletes were a family. My team is a family. Our athletic department is a family. And just having a week to celebrate it um, it, it really, you know, warms my heart, so to speak, um, to see that we're appreciated because oftentimes people don't appreciate us and, um, you know, that's disheartening a little bit, but, you know, having an entire week to celebrate being, being a student athlete is it's nothing I've ever experienced before. Um, and, uh, so what kind of activities should we expect during division three week? Of course, it'll be highlighted by our yards for yardly event, I'm sure. Yep, which I will that I will talk about in a few minutes. But uh, first, uh, we will have our uh, Chi Alpha Sigma Chi Alpha Sigma inductions, which is our student athlete honor society. Um, so we'll be hoping to induct a bunch of our athletes this year. I know I will be one of those inductees, uh, which I'm very excited for. Um, we're hoping to do some sort of maybe in person thing, spread out, social distanced. Um, and we're definitely going to do some uh, mental health advertising. We're not really sure what yet. Um, we've been thinking about 
um, maybe doing some sort of construction, maybe varied as it was in the past because we can't do what we did in the past. Um, but yards for Yardley is going to be the uh, cornerstone of Division Three week for us. Uh, and being the president of SAC this year, um, I have the very um, distinguished privilege to uh, be able to plan this. Um, and last year, uh, we hit 10, over 10 million yards. Um, and that, that was crazy to see. Uh, but this year, I want to double that. Uh, I am opening up Yards for Yardley to Greek Life, uh, other organizations on campus. Um, so there's going to be some uh, advertising going around campus in the next few weeks um, to get groups, um, you know, to let them understand what it's about. Um, and how they can participate. And I want to get our alumni involved as well. Yeah, last year, uh, because COVID hit so quickly, I mean, a year ago, almost a year ago, we were all on, kind of had to get off campus and people had to move out. And, you know, we after our spring break, we had just gotten back from Florida with uh, softball and baseball. And uh, we were told, oh, campus is closing a little bit here. So we had to all kind of take our own spots and go where we needed to go. But um, so, so we did it like in a virtual event. It was done on Instagram. The coaches got their alumni, their players to walk and they recorded it and there was team challenges going on, which was super, you know, I mean, just to have that interaction, uh, to bring, you know, so people are aware, uh, Yards for Yardley is, you know, organization that was founded, uh, after a woman's across a player was murdered at Virginia, uh, Yardley Love. And so they created the One Love Foundation. And now this Yards for Yardley event is really to raise awareness for sexual assault, sexual violence, and, and dating violence uh, to try and make people aware, uh, you know, if, if there are problems, uh, you know, get involved, uh, you know, be an advocate uh, for that. So certainly it has become a cornerstone of our Division Three week. And uh, what's the date on that we're doing that? I believe it's April 6th. Okay, so that'll be the Tuesday of that week. Okay. Um, so uh, as we talk about uh, Division three week, I'd like to maybe work a little bit forward now. Uh, we have mentioned it a couple of times. Uh, you've become uh, quite an outspoken advocate for uh, mental health. Uh, the NCA has certainly identified this as something to uh, or worth putting time and effort into. And certainly during the pandemic, uh, you know, mental health has become an issue everywhere. You know, teenage suicide rates. I mean, everything has just gone up exponential with with all this and certainly you have become a very proactive uh, you're out there you're talking with people uh, I want to give you some time to be able to talk about some of the things you've been doing uh, but just talk a little bit about how you have managed or you know battled your own uh, depression and then that kind of stuff a little bit and then we can talk about all the great things that you're doing within just the entire state of New York so uh, ooh, that, that's definitely a loaded question. Um, so for me, uh, suffering from depression is not in a thing with an end. It's something that you live with. It's something that I'm always going to live with. Um, but I've, I've been doing a really good job at managing it. Um, I do have my bad days as everyone does. Um, but I try to make the best out of them. Uh, but it's really helping to have baseball going again. Uh, cause that gives me an outlet to be you know, myself and to just let loose and have fun. Um, but my freshman year when I was going through it, um, 
I never thought I'd be in this position that I'm in now. I never thought I'd be talking about it um, on such a big stage. Uh, but, you know, I don't, I never want anybody to feel the way that I did. Um, and I want to help anybody that I can, as long as I'm mentally stable. And a big point that I make is that you have to be okay, you know, yourself mentally before you can help other people. Uh, so for me, I always have to make sure that um, I'm okay before I give a presentation, because if I'm not, that presentation is going to hit me hard. Um, so I always make sure that I'm okay beforehand. Um, I'm still in therapy. You know, I go once a week, once every other week when I need it. Um, and that's, that's really helped. It provides an unbiased, uh, view. And sometimes it puts me in a different perspective and perspective is a big thing because the way you look at things affects how you live. And I try to take, I try to look at things with a positive outlook, um, best case scenario. Um, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way, which is okay. And, you know, it's okay to have something going wrong mentally, uh, cause we're all human. We're all going through it. And especially throughout the pandemic, um, everyone's mental health took a hit. Um, everyone, whether they have, whether they say it or not, everyone took a hit. Um, but managing through that, um, looking back, getting back to this point that we're at now, I didn't think we'd get back here, but we did. Um, and I'm really happy about that. And I struggled a little bit over the pandemic. Um, but we're back and, you know, mentally, you know, people are getting the help that they need. Right. So, um, and, uh, so what are the th some of the things that you've been doing uh, to outreach, you know, to, to help others uh, manage or, you know, find resources? So I, I give a presentation on my story with my mental health, and it's an hour-long presentation. Uh, I've given well, probably over 30 presentations by now uh, to different SUNY schools, a couple different high schools. Um, but I'm really now trying to uh, outreach into high schools because more now than ever in high schools, you know, suicide rates are up, uh, mental health issues are up. Uh, nobody's talking about it really because it can only go so far from healing, hearing it from an adult. Um, adults always say, you know, we're here for you, you know, come to us and get help. These are your resources. Um, but I think it's more powerful for it to come from someone closer to their age um, and then telling them that, you know, I was their age when I was going through this. You know, I was in middle school when it started. I was in high school when I was going through it. And I was in college, you know, when I finally decided to do something about it. Um, and if I would have done something in high school about it, then, you know, maybe things would have turned out differently. Um, but, you know, I've been reaching out to high schools. I've been trying to get times to present because, it's a very important topic and it's a growing issue. It's not going away. It's not going anywhere. Um, but I want to, you know, bring light to the issue and shatter the stigma, so to speak, because it's an issue that um, is affecting so many people and, and the families of those people uh, who don't know how to help. Uh, I was very lucky that my family, you know, supported me so much and tried to help me as best they could because my dad was a person who didn't understand and grew up you know with the uh notion that you know you just brush it off and walk it off but 
you know, in today's age, it's not like that. You can't do that because if you can't deal with something mentally, you know, it affects your entire day. Right. Yeah. Um, I know that's a generational thing. Because, uh, you know, certainly even my generation growing up, I mean, you know, suck it up and move on kind of thing instead of, you know, maybe talking about it to someone who might be experiencing the same kind of problems. Um, so we, I mean, again, I don't know if our athletic department can thank you enough for all the things that you're doing uh, within that realm to just talk about it and, and help other people advocate for it and so I personally want to say thank you as well for all the things that you're doing. And I know that all of our coaching staff and, and people would echo the same sentiments that you're really, you are making a difference. You know, you, you say if you reach one person, you know, maybe that's the difference. Um, so again, just, you know, thank you for all you're doing in that, in that area. Thank you. Um, so uh, let's see, we're getting on to be a little bit here. I think, uh, is there anything else, uh, you know, of course, working forward to graduation? Uh, what are your plans after graduation? Um, so I've decided that I'm going to take a gap year. Um, I think my body and my mind need it. Um, but I do have the intention to go to law school to become a lawyer. Um, that is if uh, I don't go anywhere to play professionally for baseball. Uh, that's up in the air right now. Um, so with the coming season, if I put up some good numbers, uh, hopefully someone takes a look at me and uh, we have, I have some opportunities and, you know, my coach has been reaching out to people for me and we've heard back from a scout or two. Um, so I'm just excited to see what uh, my future holds for me with baseball as well. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty awesome. We, we wish you the best of luck there. You know, we always say, I always tell the student athletes, you know, I, I, instead of luck, I really wish you health. You know what I'm saying? Because we all know that, a, you know, in a, in a baseball, right, as a pitcher, you know, an arm and an elbow and a shoulder pretty much spell the end. You know what I mean? So, you know, as long as you're you're being healthy, uh, I'm sure you'll do fine. Um, so, uh, what I've been doing with all my guests this year, I just uh, give them a couple uh, five rapid fire questions, and I want you to give me the first thing that comes to your mind, kind of a little lightweight end the the show. Um, so the first question, uh, what's your favorite meal? Uh, steak. Steak. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Uh, Goodfellas. Oh, gee. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, what's your favorite uh, genre of music? Uh, pop. Pop. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite, uh, who's your favorite athlete all time? Uh, uh, Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner. Right? Outfielder, Yankees, right? Okay. Just want to put some perspective for people who might not know who that is. Uh, place you would most like to visit? Uh, Norway. Norway. Okay. Any particular reason why? Uh, I want to see the scenery. Okay. Yeah, it's a beautiful country. Beautiful country. Um, okay. And that's all I've got. So, uh, Again, I want to thank you for spending time in your day, Mike, and, and again, uh, just happy with all the stuff that you're doing and how you've matured and become a leader for our department uh, and our school and within SUNY. So, I mean, those are, those are great things. Uh, and like you said, four years ago, you didn't think maybe you'd be even doing any of this, right? So we're glad that you're doing it, and we're glad that you're being successful at it. And certainly, again, I'm going to wish you great health this season and, and hope that the, the team does well. 
So thank you for having me on, Jeff. All right, you're very welcome. All right, and I want to thank uh, Mike again for being on the show, and I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Ozone. Uh, just to remember, you can watch this on YouTube, and you can also download it uh, from our website to your smart devices, where you can listen at any time you'd like. And so the next time, uh, we hope that you'll join us, continue to join us, and we'll see you next time on the Ozone.